Give him glory, all ye people. 
for his blood can wash away, for his blood can wash away.
Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He is despised and rejected of men. No, wait. No. For he shall grow, yeah, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He is despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we, dis, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so opened he not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, and for the transgression of my people was he smitten. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet the Lord hath, um, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him and put him, and put him to grief. When when he shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see a seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall his righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, he was numbered, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, um, and he made intercession for transgressors. Isaiah 53. Okay, still a little fog there. <laughs> All right. So we got one more week, guys. Okay. How many are going to be ready for next week? One, two, who else? Okay. So uh, let's be a good example to the ladies, okay? Next week. All right. Any soul, any testimonies today? Yes, Scott. This past week, I had a. 
test uh, with my pulmonologist, a technician. And over the course of the hour and a half, um, we talked about many things, but she brought up uh, how <clears throat> unsettling it is today with what is going on in our society. Mm -hmm. And then she said, you know, uh, I think I should start going back to church. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so that was the segue into a larger discussion mm -hmm. and uh, a segue into uh, why, uh, why we are experiencing what we are in our society, mm -hmm. sin. Yep. And uh, that led to a conversation about Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, I had an opportunity to uh, share with her mm -hmm. uh, the plan of salvation. And Amen. Gave her a tract. Mm -hmm. And she listened. Actually, she paused from uh, <laughs> her work tracking uh, on the monitors mm -hmm. as we were talking. And she listened quite Amen. Uh, and so I was very happy that uh, she was in that place of mind. Amen. Willing to do that. Yeah, it's so amazing that she brought up the subject, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pray for Micah and Paul as they go to Washington, D.C. this week and are part of Capital Connection. They have an appointment with uh, John, Ron Johnson, Scott Fitzgerald, Brian Stiles, and uh, I think... Uh, um, the staff of Bal um, Bal Tammy Baldwin. Um, so um, pray they have good witnessing opportunities. And uh, maybe they'll have some time to uh, ask the people up there if they, if they think our country needs God. And if they say yes, then ask them, well, how do we find him? How would you find him? <laughs> I don't know if they know, right? But get them thinking. Okay, great. Yes, Greg. I went to uh, I did a couple of drivers, retired uh, truck drivers at restaurants and stuff, and it was my turn to buy, so we picked up Chubby's over here with their Big Ben. And after we got done eating everything, uh, Bob, this driver, had, he was in, out of Oshkosh. But anyways, you know, I handed him a Bible track outside. He says, you know, he says, I used to grab these things when you left them. He said, if I didn't read them yet, I used to grab them out of of certain places that you left them. I said, I read them all the time. I said, well, it's great. You read them, but do you obey them? I said, do you, do you understand what salvation's all about? He says, well, no, not really. So I'm kind of Catholic background. He said, so we got to talk. I got able to witness to him and, and things. And, and uh, I was just thankful that I was able to talk to him. I invited him out for a men's breakfast and uh, and we'll see what happens. He's gonna. He gave another. Are you one hundred percent sure you're on your way to heaven? Track. And so yeah. He said, "I'll read this." Said, Amen. So, see what happens. It's been a lot of years. You've been reading them. So. Huh. Well, I have to pray that God will do something in his soul. Amen. That's great. Yeah, Paul. Um, on Friday, I was visiting a shed customer, and we had talked through all the details of the shed, and we were sitting at his kitchen table, and he was a retired guy, and I could tell he was kind of relaxed and just enjoying a conversation. So we got into spiritual things and um, 
we were able to talk for at least 10 minutes about the gospel, and he, he thought, basically, that by the end, I was explaining to the difference of works and faith, and religions all fall into one or the other, mm-hmm. and by the end, he's saying, I, I see where you're saying the difference, you know, so, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be back there, so pray for Steve. Hmm. Wow, wow. Mike? Witness for a young guy on campus on Tuesday. His name was Austin. And he used to go to um, a new, new evangelical type of church, but he ended up rejecting God. And he indicated he believed that Jesus really existed, but just basically died like a regular man type of thing, was not the Son of God. And then I challenged him on, he started to get frustrated with me when I was challenging him on the amount of witnesses that saw his resurrection. And he would try to keep kept deflecting that, and I kept going back to that. You know, what about all the witnesses? And the thing is, I find that some people are so readily uh, want to discount Christ because that was 2,000 years ago, but be so willing to accept evolution that supposedly happened billions of years ago. You know what I mean? It just yep. doesn't make sense. It's like mm-hmm. they can't rationalize that thought in their mind. Yet, this was 2,000 years ago. That was billions of years ago. But you'll accept that. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he started getting frustrated. He came to a point he had to walk away from me after that. So, yeah. I prayed for him. I think I challenged his thinking uh, probably too much at that point. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just wouldn't let him go. I just kept going back at him. And I told him, what about all the prophecies in the Bible about Christ? Just come. Yeah. How he was going to die. And, you know, things like that. And uh, he just, uh, I think I overwhelmed him. Mm-hmm. Probably never thought of before. And yeah. Probably never was even shared that information at a new evangelical church. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, Paul, you, you had your hand up? Well, I was just going to say one more thing that this woman had mentioned, and we got to talking for a bit, but she did mention that at the Waukesha Expo, there's a guy named Irwin Lutzer. Yep. Uh, and he, had, he might be speaking on the BCY channel. Mm hmm. But he's also going to be at this um, expo on March 18th, and it's a free gathering. I don't know if you guys know of anything about that, but yeah, she did give me a, a track with some word for thought, and mm-hmm. um, and that she just mentioned that um, unchained, which you had mentioned, that unshackled, she, yeah, unshackled. I'm sorry, unshackled. That she, but anyway, um, I'm surprised she she might call Greg in the future. Yeah, but I invited her out here. Yeah. Um, told her, you know, what the, the times were to come and stuff like that. So hopefully she will. And apparently she has. Mm-hmm. So she said she was looking for a church to call a home base. Uh-huh. So she's been going to various churches mm. and just trying to get settled in. She said she was alone. Mm-hmm. Her husband, they had separated. There was a long story about that. But mm-hmm. um, She gave me a lot of things to think about. But yeah, hopefully we'll cross paths in the future. It was just odd that she was there to, to give me this track at that specific time after coming back from what I had just witnessed yep. and things like that. And I, I was actually, I don't want to get into a long story, but I was talking with some guys at this funeral and they even got an argument about their own beliefs. Uh-huh. Because there's a new Buddhist version versus the old Buddhist version and I'm not even going to try to explain any of this stuff because I was talking to the man going, but isn't Buddha, he's not a god. And the guy's like, right, he's not a god. It's more of a 
philosophy of a way to live and believe and then these guys just start arguing and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna listen. Yeah. So but yeah, there's a lot of people that can use a lot of direction and I'm one of them. So mm -hmm. I'm on my way to, to actually learning what's in the Bible. Amen. Yep. And, That's and, the and truth. What the, the truth is. Yep. Know? The Buddhists have no one to pay for their sins. No one to pay for their sins. And there's like, I don't know, 30 different uh, levels of hell yep. or something yep. like this. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Let's make it simple. I wanted to add to that. When I was in college, I had to take a so-called liberal class. So I took Buddhism just in order to learn about the religion, to, to be able to witness you know, against it. One of the things that they cannot defend against is karma. Ask them who karma is. Who, who executes judgment? They, they claim that you send yourself to hell. You decide to go to hell. I said, no, I'm going to decide. If I have my choice, I'm not going to hell. And they said, oh, you will. You, you, this is the judgment you deserve. I said, well, who executes judgment? They can't answer that. Yeah. In other words, who sends you to hell? How do you, who determines what amount of judgment you receive and things like that? They cannot answer that question. Yeah. You know, the one of practicing Buddhists. Yeah. Invented the karma, something they invented. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, we got to pray because we had a lot to cover today. Luke, uh, open us in prayer, okay? Lord, thank you for those who've been a witness, and I pray that you would lead us to uh, more souls that need the gospel, Lord. And um, I pray that you would um, be with those who are mentioned. Lord, thank you for the campus ministry and uh, those who go out there and witness and um, confront these young people with the thought of God and their salvation. I pray for a breakthrough in some of these lives that we've been praying for. And I pray that you would bless in this Sunday school hour now. Lord, I pray that the truths of your word would be a help and a light to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. So um, we're going to try to uh, cover a lot. <laughs> we don't get to cover much in this little bit of time. But um, uh, we're going to ask some questions. We're going to ask you to answer the questions. And uh, we'll try to keep this going. Um, but uh, we're going to uh, talk about an important uh, subject. The Bible says in Galatians 5, the works of the flesh. One of the works of the flesh is what? Fornication. It's the word porneia. It's the word pornography. And uh, um, question number one, sources keep saying there is a pornographic epidemic in our country and even in our churches. What does that look like? How would you know that that is true? What would it look like? Okay, Paul, what would you say? I guess that's a broad question. What does it look like? But just with the introduction of technology, there's so much access to it. And the, the male is so, God made him in a way that he is obviously in the bonds of marriage because the devil wants to exploit that. And with technology today, our phones, I mean, that's one way that it's so prevalent, and it's you know, easy to make it secretive, so it's hidden, it's under the surface, obviously, in a lot of people's lives, but 
guess that's what it looks like to me is that it's something mainly here that people get access to. Okay. A lot of uh, technology is involved, and you hit some two important points. Man is geared to that. Our sinful nature is geared to that. It's, it's uh, um, a part of reality of the sin nature, especially of a man. Okay? And we have all... Um, and you brought up another point. Technology make... And because it's, so much of it is in the mind... Okay, um, many people can be involved and nobody knows. Okay, but <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Is that really true? Many people can be involved and nobody knows, but is that really true? No, is it, is it not visible? Yes. I think it can be a symptom of church attendance and church decline as men struggle with porn and sin because they can't talk about it because sex is taboo and it's embarrassing to talk about. But as a man struggles with that fight, he may just shy away from God. Yeah, just just evaporate. Yeah, that's so there's a physical reality. What is a what does a man do that's fighting it? You know, they can do a number of things. One thing they can do is they can just disappear, right? Yes? Um, this might be just a, something I did once when I was teaching a course on uh, soul winning before I began. And as it would relate, like if you taught in some kind of a, a lesson, uh, if you were to send out just a blank piece of paper and to the men here and say, I've got five questions for you. Don't, you know, like a deacon, say, don't put your name on it or a paper on it. And then ask five questions. Have you ever? You, you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then have everybody turn them back in. And then you look them over and read out, well, this, this paper said this. This paper said that. And it might just kind of shock you know, to me, I could recognize handwriting a little bit, and I thought, oh, okay, now, now I know what I'm, now I can better teach the soul winning course. Mm -hmm. Who had not gone out, who had never led a soul to Christ, and this is, you know. Mm -hmm. So that might be a terrible idea. <laughs> okay, so here's a, here's a uh, um, question, I think it's on here. Okay, is it on here? How many people, how many men do you think haven't ever had any problem with pornography? I'm sure it's a high number. How many have never had any, have never had any problem with pornography? What did you, you say? Probably zero. Okay. Now that's important to say that. Because everybody thinks that nobody else has that problem. Right? Or what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> now, here's another question. How many teenagers have never, seen, have never been influenced by pornography? 
How many teenagers have never been influenced by pornography? Probably pretty close, right? Right? <clears throat> All right? <clears throat> so, let's ask another question. So, how does it appear itself? Philip. Okay, so you brought up two points. One is um, defeated. Defeated. And when you're defeated, what can't you do? You can't go forward. You can't make big decisions for God. The other thing, defeated, also distracted. Okay? Addiction is very distracting. What does that mean? Distracts your soul, takes your time, takes your energy, takes your thinking. Very distracting. Defeated, distracted, I think those, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is so, um, I believe that this is the number one tool of the devil to destroy the leadership of men. Number one tool of the devil to destroy young people, to destroy. Here's another number question. Okay, how powerful is pornography? Three questions. How long does its influence last? Lifetime. How long is it? Is it you just touch it and it's over? It's a powerful influence. Okay? Here's another question. Um, when or how does it start? How or when does it start? Eli? I don't think it just starts with a deliberate search, maybe. Our culture in of itself is pornographic. You're so right. There's very much, I think, starts with the normal mental compromises that men have, maybe driving down the road and looking at a billboard or whatever. And those things gradually ramp up as men make more compromises, eventually leading, I think, to you know, those secret searches. Okay, so um, does the average person know 
that they're born with a sinful nature. Do, uh, um, uh, so, the sinful nature is like a magnet with your person's eyes to pornographic material. It's not like it's repulsed by it. <laughs> it's like a magnet. Okay? It's real. Everybody's born with that. So it's uh, winter. Where, when, um, winter, how does it start? Wow. Um, the question is, when or how do you stop it from your life? <laughs> when or how do you stop it from your life? Okay. So let's ask, So here's the question. Um, um, <clears throat> um, we, we'll get this later, but how do you keep young people from getting started? If it's lifelong, how do you get, keep it from getting started? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, Paul? I think it's not if they're going to see it, it's when they see it. You know, because of the culture we live in and stuff like that. You know, I remember for me, the first time I saw it was, you know, we were at a shed customers I Mm-hmm. Very good. You brought up some great points. The whole idea of uh, if you don't talk to your parents, now it becomes secretive. And if it's secretive, guess what? Now it has a huge hole, doesn't it? Okay? That's good. Yes, Al? I was 38 years old before I
Lots of stuff here, yes. So a child needs to be saved. Absolutely. They got to get saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that isn't the tell that isn't, that's the beginning of uh, the issue, is they, okay, Mike? So uh, the flesh, you feed the flesh, it becomes stronger. They that do the mind the things of the flesh, uh, what is that verse? Uh, though they they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, and uh, you cannot feed the flesh without it becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay, well this is an obvious question. Uh, <clears throat> would this uh, the Bible says? Uh, um, about uh, strongholds of sin. Do you think that pornography would be considered a stronghold? Okay, so the question is, what is a stronghold? That's exactly right. It has a strong hold. Not a wimp, a light hold, not a little hold. It's like a fortification within your soul that is not easily defeated. Anybody thinks it's easily defeated, they don't understand the idea of a stronghold. Okay? Okay, so, <clears throat> uh, someone read Proverbs 5, 6, 8. We're on number um, 3. Proverbs 5, 8. See? Yeah, we just did. Stronghold. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's going to read that? Yeah. Hopefully, I have the right verse. For thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. 
All right, remove thy wayfire from her. <clears throat> That's what the Bible says about the man and the sensual woman. <clears throat> that is obviously, um, it's many facets of life. Everywhere, right? <clears throat> you can't go through, you can't drive through Chicago without having to watch your eyes. I remember being in Hungary on almost every bus and every post there's a pornographic uh, thing, advertisement, everywhere. <clears throat> so um, remove thy way far from her. Let's, let's just say, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. How many times did I say Mary? And uh, culturally now, it has really gotten better. So it's kind of got like more uh, uh, under the surface. Uh huh. Yeah. Good. Well, their their government is going a different direction than ours. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, but how how does what does how does this what does this mean? Let me give you some. Yeah. Yeah, so that is true. And, of course, this has to do with daughters. What I see, <laughs> this isn't a part of the lesson, what I see is I see girls changing their apparel when they get desperate for a man. When they get desperate for a man, now if you're godly, there's a small group of people that would be interested in you. But if you're worldly, there's a larger group of people that'd be interested in you. And the chance of marriage is greater for a young lady who doesn't have security in Christ. Her, her thinking is, oh, I'll never get married if I'm godly. Therefore, I'll be worldly 
and I'll broaden my horizons and certainly I can catch somebody. <laughs> okay? But <clears throat> let's just go back here. What does this look like? Remove thy way far from her. Okay, what I, I'm talking about is what about surfing the internet? All you have to do is have a mental attitude is I'm going to go on the internet and I'm going to be entertained by looking, searching the internet. That's all it takes. You go to the internet, you have something you're going to look at, you know, there's something you're going to find, that's it. If you have the attitude you're going to surf the internet, I guarantee you, you're opening up the doors. Yes. It goes along with how God made a man in particular to be industrious mm -hmm. and not just mindlessly doing something or having nothing to do. So I'm just going to surf the internet when they should be working with their hands mm -hmm. and being productive rather than going down that road. Kind of like David went, didn't go to the battle, but he was home. Uh, Timothy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, I like what Paul said about how you apply this to children. Now, um, I'll give, give you a statement. <clears throat> um, David Cloud wrote a book on the Internet. And, he, and the question he addresses in the, in the book is, um, <clears throat> when should you allow your child to have a cell phone? What was his answer? What age should you allow a child to have a cell phone? You may know what his answer was. When you want them to see pornography, what do you think about that answer? How many, anybody think that's the right answer? Whenever you, when do you give a child a, a cell phone? Whenever you want them to start seeing pornography. Yeah, but now, what's the other element here that's different? Now they have infinite access. Infinite access and what? Secret access. Infinite and secret. They don't even have to look for it, it's there. <laughs> so again, we, we deal with this couple issues, secret, right? We deal with this infinite storehouse of wickedness. Right? Infinite. I mean, the world is bad enough. 
world's best. My, uh, yes, <laughs> did you have? Well, it's the, um, like uh, he said, it's the predator mentality, exactly. you know, <clears throat> and uh, um, <clears throat> of course, we won't go there too much more. Okay, <clears throat> number four, is it possible to have victory? <clears throat> is it possible to have victory? Now, I mean, what do I mean by victory? It doesn't mean there never be a battle, but the um, and and the, the fact is this. But let me explain it. The magnetism, the magnet, um, is um, neutralized. Now all I have to do is put some electricity in the magnet, and it will start up. Okay, everybody has to be honest with life. But is it possible to have victory? Yes, it's possible to have victory. Yes, Mike? There's a story, and this has to do with more like setting boundaries on things. So where I work, when I first started, I was told that there would be times in your career where you're going to have to audit strippers. This is for real. Yeah. Ooh. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, a person that was weaker would say, oh, my job's on the line. They'd say, I don't care about it. I, I got I to gotta say yes because I got money involved. Okay? But again, it goes back to that principle, remove thy way far from her. That is the law of protection. And if you don't protect yourself, you're going to be the loser. And money can't be the God. Right? There has to be something bigger than money. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> number four, what are the keys to victory? What are really the keys to victory? Paul, uh, Phil, what would you say? Um, just the verse that is an answer to that, along with Romans 7, 24, 25 there, but uh, I was reminded of this week, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. But 
Okay, that's part of the victory. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is the key. Yep. Put, okay. And making that, there's a spiritual connection, but also that physical mm -hmm. work that has to be done. Making that provision. Okay, notice what, Christ, how, what his name is. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Read uh, Romans 7, 24 and 25. Okay, but thanks be God through what? The Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so Philip said very simple. The victory is through Christ, not us, but it's his strength that we can receive. It's his strength. But the key is the word, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> the Lord Jesus Christ. That means he's Lord. Okay, well, God doesn't want me to be wandering on the internet. You make a conscious decision. Okay, I'm not going to wander on the internet. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you say, um, <clears throat> I know that God wants me to be in his word. And you say, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to be in his word. I can skip that. What did you just lose? You lost the lordship of, the, of Jesus Christ. You lost the lordship of Jesus Christ. When you lose the lordship, when the Holy Spirit says don't do that, or you shouldn't go those places, and you lose the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what you just lost? His power. His power, we can have his power we have to believe it's faith. We have victory through the Lord Jesus. It's, yeah, we can have victory. And he can, will give us the victory. We have to depend upon him. We have to look to him. It's real. Okay, now if it's a stronghold, it means continuously. <laughs> Just continuously. Continuously looking. Not, not, not depending on yourself at all. I mean, this is like all day long. But that power will be cut off the moment you disobey God. When you go somewhere that you know, I can't go there. Or, like I said, you surf the internet, you know you can't surf the internet. Or, Whatever. When you disobey that, you've lost the power. Because he's the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So there's some keys there. The key is faith, dependence on him. The other key is just simple obedience to him. If he's not the Lord, and uh, maybe that lordship in everybody, it's for everybody, it's different. Maybe that lordship means not, that person's not going to be your friend. They're a bad influence on you. Ah, Lord, uh, just forget that. Uh, I'm going to do what I think. <laughs> you just, he's just not the Lord now anymore, is he? You know, everybody has this own little situation where if they're honest with God, the Lord says no, and the Lord says, yes, you, you must do this. Um, there's this little, this little network, you know, and that's where the Lordship comes in. And, uh, but um, the key, the other half, is the, the faith. Okay, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> here's, a, here's an important question. What does it take for a person to get to that point? Jim? I think an important key that you've been talking about a lot recently, again, it's a simple thing. Uh, it's simply, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that recognize, okay, I have a problem. I need to, time I spend uh, on <clears throat> nefarious or whatever, I need to change. I'm going to be honest with myself, my wife, whoever knows me, I'm going to spend that time in the Word and immerse myself in the Word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amount of time in the Word of God. If it's a stronghold, it takes doesn't take, um, you know, you can't fight it with a squirt gun. You know, got to have a bomb. And, uh, okay, good. What else? What does it take? So you have you have boundaries. You say this is this is the boundary, this is where I go. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you have the Lordship, okay? And when you personally would violate that, now you've just lost the Lordship, and now you're vulnerable. <laughs> okay? Yes, Mike. The Yeah, you should, uh, there, there should be no need ever, ever to write, to, to, dis, to um, take history off of your computer or your phone. Never should be, ever. And you know, 
a lot of pastors have a lock on their door. They have a lock on their desk. I don't have any of that. There's not going to be a lock on my door. There's not going to be a lock on my desk. Okay? Yes? Quiet. So, at least personal opinion, I think anyone that has a phone that can go on the internet needs to have some type of accountability on there. So I pay monthly for an app that sends my wife copies of, like, the websites that I go to, no matter what it is, or screen, random screenshots it sends to her. Not because I feel like I'm about to fail at any moment, but I think everyone needs accountability from someone else all the time. Mm -hmm. And if something comes up, then she can come to me then and say, hey, this came up. I'm wondering why this came up. And maybe there was a mistake, like there was Mm -hmm. an ad that popped up, but then we can talk about that so she knows um, there's that openness there. Yeah. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Yeah. But the fact is, we all need to have, uh, and a person's wife is going to be very sensitive uh, uh, about these matters, right? They should be. If they aren't, it's not good. (laughs) But a wife should be very sensitive because they want their husband, okay? Yeah, and it probably should be mom. It should be dad, but it should be also mom. Yeah. Okay, well, <clears throat> we didn't get to number six, or five and six, but uh, the spiritual effects, <clears throat> the spiritual effects. Do you think there can be revival in a church or do you think that the church will have much revival or the power of God if the men are um, defeated by pornography? What will a youth group look like when young people are defeated by pornography? Yeah. Lack of uh, spiritual power, vigor, desire, defeated. Even if they want to do right, they still feel defeated. They feel like they're a failure. They, they, they can't uh, fight against it. <clears throat> Lots of things. It's very real. The devil knows. Okay, <clears throat> well, there's important discussion. And uh, I think we start off by letting everybody know, who do you know? Who is it that probably never had a problem with any problem? Nobody. Nobody. It's out there. We're wired that way. We have to decide that this is a reality of life, and we have to um, um, get the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, pray that you'll uh, bless these truths. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, precious is the promise God has given. My heart with rapture sings it o'er and o'er. 
to souls by storm and tempest driven, where sin abounded, grace abounded more, where sin abounded, grace abounded more, my ransomed soul repeats it o'er and o'er, though vile as I could be, in love he rescued me, where sin abounded, grace abounded.